Can your ex want you, but not return? I know that so many of you are going through frustration and pain and anxiety, and a lot of it probably stems around this question. Could your ex actually want you, miss you, desire you, and still not come back? I'm going to talk about that in this video. So the first thing we need to consider is your ex's life goals and expectations. And this may seem really basic, but it's important because a lot of times it can cause them to filter everything in life through these expectations or these goals. And sometimes if they actually sat down and thought about it, it's not even something that they still want, but they kind of cling to these things because maybe they have wanted this for so long. It could be a certain career. It could be an education where they have to travel somewhere to get it, even though they could probably get the same thing if they stayed home. And there's a lot of conflicting messages today because individualism is pushed so much to the point that people don't know how to act as a couple. And I talk about that in some of my courses, especially the ones related to marriage. But basically, it's where when you are in a relationship with someone, you're a couple, you're exclusive, and you want a future together. You can't think only as an individual anymore. You have to think as a couple. And so that means that you don't make independent decisions that would impact each person. You actually go to your partner and you discuss these things and you make decisions when you do on your own. You make that decision with the couple in mind, with your consideration of how this would impact the two of you and your relationship as at the forefront. But because individualism is pushed so much and relationships aren't given the value that they used to be and really that they should, people are taught that if they are in a relationship, it will hold them back from what they want in life. And that could be careers. Oftentimes it is tied to money in many ways. When what people don't realize is that you are actually better off in many ways if you are part of a couple, because usually that's what you want to gain from this career or whatever it is that you want to go accomplish, if you dig down and you think about it, it's because you want freedom and flexibility to be with someone you love and to have that life. So we don't just live to have money or live to have a career. Those things help us to live. Money gives more freedom and flexibility and security, but it's not all about money for the sake of having money. It's because money allows you to do things. And so a lot of times people tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They forget about the relationship and they just see these accomplishments that they could have in life. And so people are told, don't let this person hold you back. Go get what you want. But what if what they want is a relationship that's supportive, somebody they can come home to at the end of the day, or that comes home to them at the end of the day, someone to have for dinner, for those mornings when you just want to lay in bed until 10 o'clock, things like that. But society makes an unusually strong effort to convince people that a relationship is what's holding them back from I don't know what. So keep that in mind that you can be up against that with your ex and that they could actually want you, but that they are convinced that they're going to miss out on life. If they don't do this one thing right now, they'll just miss out forever. And a lot of it is really ridiculous and it's a huge mix up of priorities, but that's where we are as a society. And so we need to kind of learn that this is what we're dealing with. And maybe we can actually make some change with how people view life in general. Number two, there's a difference between wanting something and taking action to get it. 
And some people become comfortable wanting something without doing anything about it. So they may want the relationship with you, but that doesn't mean they're going to take action. And sometimes women in particular are taught this from when they're little girls. They're taught that they should sit back and let a man pursue them, that the man should take all the action, take all the risk. And obviously there are a lot of men who think that that's not fair, especially if we're looking at an equal society. Of course, I'm very traditional, and so I do believe in gender roles, and I see a man's role as being a leader, and that he should do some of those things. But when it comes to a breakup, and the person has told you they don't want you in their life anymore, that's different, because then the ball is in their court. They have told you to leave. They've told you they don't want this anymore. And so you have no way of knowing if that's different or not, and they have the obligation to at least let you know if it's different. And I'm talking men or women. If someone breaks up with you, the ball is in their court because they are the one who dismissed the relationship. And usually you're the one who still wanted it. And they know that. And so if anything changes, it's just common sense that they need to let you know about that. And so no matter what your views are on that, if someone has broken up with you, even if they think that somehow you should be the one chasing them down and trying to get them back, that doesn't make it right. And it doesn't mean the relationship will be good if you do, because a lot of times what you do is you teach them to manipulate you with a breakup that, ah, this is how I can get their attention. I'll break up with them. Or you teach them that you will fix all the things they break, that you will take care of it and they won't have to experience consequences. What's more, it's a matter of principle. If they broke up with you, they dismissed you and you still wanted the relationship. Are you just supposed to be a mind reader? The ball is in their court. And so you need to make sure that you stand up for yourself or you will regret it. And the relationship will probably not last because it will seem very one-sided because it will feel like that even though they broke up with you, that you are still the constant that they know they could get you back and that you are more interested in the relationship than they are. And there's history to back that up because you were the one who wanted it and they broke up with you. And yet you still were pursuing and trying to get them back even though they were telling you to stop and they were doing things probably that were even rude or hateful. And the other element to this, if you are a man or woman, you want someone who will take action. If they want you and they love you, it needs to be enough that they will not just leave it to chance or hope that they will do something about it. And so if they broke up with you and you think, well, maybe they want me to be the one to chase them. That's not how it works. When they do something so extreme, where they just dismiss the relationship, they delete it. It is in their court to do something about it. You don't want to be with someone who you have to constantly convince and beg and try to talk them into wanting the relationship. You want someone who wants you to the point that they are willing to just reach out to you like a human being and talk to you about it. So stand up for yourself, have discipline to the point that you won't give in to your struggles and your emotions and your sorrow right now, but that you will think that there is a better future if I stick to this, even when it's tough. And a lot of times that can be a renewed sense of all of this for them, because as I talk about a lot, when they experience that loss, it can really teach them. It can really show them what they want, because sometimes if they're confused, they don't know that. So keep that in mind. This should be a win-win for you. Before I get to number three, get more information on my emergency breakup kit. The link's in the description below, but you can go to myxbackcoach.com to get it. It's myxbackcoach.com, and it's a powerful guide to help you get your ex back. Number three, was the relationship their peace or their stress? 
In other words, was the relationship where they would go to recharge, to be nurtured, to have peace from a chaotic world, or was the relationship something they wanted to escape because of the stress? And maybe they were more relieved to go to work or to go out into stressful situations because they dreaded being around you. And I know that's tough to hear, but what if that was the case? Some of you that is. Some of you are able to look back on that now and regret that, but that's a question that you need to ask yourself and you need to try to figure that answer out. Was the relationship something that caused them stress and anxiety and frustration? And there was just all this drama and all this bickering and criticism and rejection. And it was not something that they thought, I really need some time alone with this person so that we can recharge and I can bask in their love after escaping from the world. Or was it something they wanted to escape? And you probably know the answer to that. If, if it was a stressful relationship and it was mostly your fault, then it could be a case where they are attracted to you but they don't want to be in a relationship with you. And that's tough to hear, I know. But if you know that going forward, then hopefully you won't put yourself in that situation again. And if your ex is able to remember some of those good times, because even stressful relationships have good times, if they're able to remember that because you stay away and they have to consider that they could lose you permanently, which I know you think, well, surely they thought of that when they broke up with me. But that's actually usually not how it works. Usually when they break up with you, they, first of all, are not considering it because they don't really want the relationship or to be with you anyway at that moment. And so they're not worried about it. But if it does start to come into their mind and they start thinking about it, a lot of times they think, well, he wanted me so bad when I broke up with him or she wanted me so bad when I broke up with her that I could probably just get him back if I wanted to. So it's not anything I have to worry about. And that's how a lot of people who break up with other people think. I know that because I've talked to them about it. I've had a lot of years doing this. And so I know pretty much what's going on in their head and how this can progress. And so what usually helps in that situation where they want you, but they aren't sure if they want the relationship is when they can actually feel the loss. And then they're willing to take what they might think of as a risk and see if the relationship is still as stressful and difficult and challenging as they remember, or if it's a positive, peaceful place where they feel like there's just love and alliance and that it's not the fighting and competition and posturing of the world. So if they can get to that place, then they will probably be willing to try it again if they wanted you bad enough and if there was some good parts in the relationship. If it was 100% stressful, and I mean some people get into relationships like this, some people behave that way, then the odds are going to be very low. So you need to look at that, think about that. But that is a situation where your ex could want you but not return. Number four is their relationship history. If they have noted in the past that relationships always seem to just fizzle out, just fade away, a lot of times you're dealing with a limerence addict. And I talk about limerence a lot. It's the madly in love feeling that happens in the new relationship, the fireworks, the honeymoon stage, but it's actually the scientific term, which is limerence. And it's because of all the chemicals that are produced in your mind and your body and how they work together to make you feel certain ways. And it's so intense that a lot of times people will say, I've never felt this way before. And they really believe it, even though they probably have, unless it's their first relationship. But they will chase that limerent experience. And when that fades out, even though there should be commitment and companionship and a feeling of family and intimacy, a lot of times they are shocked that limerence has fallen away. They have withdrawal from it and they will go seek it. And so if they notice that that's how it usually seems with relationships, then they will tell themselves, well, 
the relationship just ran its course. And so I guess it's just over. And they will base that on how other relationships were in their past. And so sometimes they can still want you and be attracted to you, but just think, well, I know what it felt like when I was in that relationship and that it faded away. And so that's just how it is. And it will never return. And there's no point in me going back because that's how it's going to be. Sometimes they can think that way. And so if more people understand limerence, like maybe you share some of my videos on limerence and people start understanding as a society that just because those sky high feelings fade some, it doesn't mean that your relationship is over and that you shouldn't just constantly go from one limerence experience to another. Number five is the difference between you and a relationship. It's one thing to want you, to be attracted to you, to think about you, and even to love you. Those are all different than actually being in a relationship with you. And though that's not something that really your ex could probably put into words, it's probably something that they feel. They feel like that they want you, but not the relationship. And a lot of times that could be confusing because they don't understand that there is a separation of the two, that you are not the relationship. So you can want someone, but then when you two interact, it might be quite a bit different, especially as I mentioned earlier, for people who don't get along or for someone who's just really stressful and they're constantly making things dramatic, they're complaining, they're rejecting this other person, they're demanding or whatever, and it's just this negative experience. That's an obvious example of where someone could be attracted to the person, like the person, think about the person, lust after the person, but not want to be in a relationship with them. So there is a difference between wanting the person and wanting the relationship. And sometimes it makes sense on paper, like he's handsome, he's intelligent, we have a lot of fun together, and then the two people get in a relationship together and it doesn't quite seem to work. That doesn't mean you should give up on it. Relationships are not always all natural and just easy, but when two people work at it, it can become that way. And so that's something else that society needs to start looking at differently is that we don't just throw it away, that we work on it. We make it what we want. And if you have a good person who's willing to work and who's empathetic, does not think of themselves as above you, but sees both of you as a prize, you are their prize, they are your prize, then it's something worth working on. And I hope society changes their view on that, but that is another case where they could want you, but not come back. It's because they might want you, but not the relationship. Here at the end screen, there are two videos. One is if you're married, and one is if you've gone through a breakup of a dating relationship. Just select one, and this has been Coach Lee, and as always, thank you for watching.